0: When you stand up and get ready to take a blow, you have the confidence that you can accept the blows.
1: As a point of interest, none of my men wear protection in the groin.
2: After all, you wouldn't want your attacker to get
3: injured. That hurt my foot.
1: And there we go. We're live. Uh, you just gotta love the scenes in Frisco, Texas, as FC Dallas comes away with a come from behind two to one win over visiting Sporting Kansas City. Welcome everybody to Afterburn Soccer Show. I'm your host Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J Hill on Twitter. There in the middle is our buddy Tommy. You can follow him at, at Tom underscore FC Dallas, and our, our our good buddy Coov stepping in tonight uh to uh you know just we Jose can't be here Ishmael can't be here so our buddy Kuva is going to give us that sort of sideline reporter perspective from or or from the middle of the of the supporter group chaos and and, and help us understand kind of what it felt like on Saturday as FC Dallas took care of business at home what a dramatic match like i always think the Sporting Kansas City FC Dallas rivalry it, in some ways, it's been juicier than the Houston FC Dallas rivalry like recently, in recent history. Just a lot of good matches, really competitive and really dramatic. Did you all get that sense watching the game this past weekend? Uh, just the like, drama
2: at the end. It, yeah. yeah. Just always drama, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, other games that we played at their stadium, I remember, there's always been drama in the, in the later minutes of the game and we certainly had that with the referee and the uh, the, the double. I mean, the first was the, the red card he gave on Paz. When I saw it live, I saw the ball there. I saw them live at the same time. I don't know how he came up with a red card there, a, yellow, a second yellow. I, I didn't see that. Thankfully, they called it off sides. And then jumping off the line, I thought that was trivial. It wasn't really, um, I don't know, really looking for something there. I don't know
1: what was uh, what was going through the crowd at those moments I mean that whole of course the first I mean, just two penalty kicks in a game and to have a keeper save both of them what an epic performance I mean just yes.
3: oh yeah I mean it like being on the complete opposite side of the uh, of the field you're kind of wondering like what's going on? When, when I heard it was encroachment, I thought it was Martinez or Tumasi who played the ball clear, that encroached into the box. So I'm sitting there with uh, with Clay, Sam, and Pook, we're all sitting there, and we're like, what's going on? Like, what are they calling VAR for? And I try to pull up the stream as cl- as quick as I can, see if it's caught up, and, uh, and all I see is like, it says encroachment, and I'm like, okay, well yeah, maybe I might... Martinez or whatever, and I see the kick get ready to be taken, and they're looking at Paz, and that heel is just barely off that line. Barely. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, it was a bad pin the first time. Let's see if he can save it the second time. And I saw that they changed kick takers, and I'm thinking, okay, so Paz is either in their head, something, something's going on with Kansas City. I think, I think personally, if you have one guy taking it and he misses, let him take it again, because. I mean, at the end of the day, he misses again. It's the same result. But taking him off kind of messes with the guy's mojo. Thankfully, it wasn't one of our guys. It was one of theirs. Um, and then when Paz saved that second one, man, I mean, it was – we got as excited, if not more excited, than the than the second goal for the winner, man. It was yeah. absolute limbs. You had everyone jumping around. Uh, I had guys from, like, two or three rows up coming and hugging me and, like, getting excited we were getting pumped up and i think that part honestly That's was great. probably the best and most exciting part of the whole match it was just mm. it was just perfect soccer atmosphere was
2: the, what was the call for the second pk was it pause coming off the line or was it encrushment from the 18 into the box do we know
3: i i, I think uh, it was the, the one that initially off. got him sent off or
1: or you so so the second pk is that what you're asking tommy
2: uh, yeah, so they took a PK, he saved it, and they said, oh, and they made him take it again. Yeah. I don't know if it was because we're he came sorry. off the line.
1: Yeah, or for the, me it's like yeah, it's, an abuse of yeah. VR. I mean, it's he came like, off the line. Yeah, he yeah, came I off the mean, line. He didn't have one foot on the line. So they, they really broke it down. It's almost like NFL level where like we're going to look at where your foot is in relation to the out-of-bounds. Yeah. It's just like, I don't think that's what VR was about, you know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. There's probably a lot of goalies who come off the line early on most PKs. And, you know, it's just, I tweeted yeah.
2: about that as well, yeah. because there's many roles that you watch in the game where some of the roles are game-impacting, and they, oh, they just took out Mario Mar- Barrios in the box, pulled him down. Oh, we're going to let that pull go, you know? But this one, stepping just a little bit off the line, you know, it, yeah. every little call matters, and... It was like it was uh, almost contrived or planned, you know, stage in a sense, you know, I don't know. I didn't see it. And then the other one was like, what's going on here? What is this guy doing? You know? So.
1: I know. And, well, let's jump to, let's, since we're talking about, about Paz, uh his performance, let's just jump to his reaction after the game uh, in the locker room. Let's let's hear him. Rules nowadays
0: to time if, if a guy has says, uh, six... Uh stutter steps because yeah, then you have to time like really well. So I think it was a little bit harsh. And then, uh, yeah, the second one, uh, yeah, like like I said, we did our homework and uh, I just go full out. And uh, I, did, I didn't think he hit it that well because I had to adjust with my left hand. And then uh, luckily I was able to push it over. So uh, no, yeah, crazy roller coaster game, but we managed to get uh, three points. And at the end of the season, nobody talks like how we did it. Uh, yeah, most important is the three points.
1: It's going most important is the three points. So, but his point there at the very beginning, if you caught it, was that he's like, "How, yeah, how do you judge harshly a keeper? Like, go to VAR when a, when an attacker is like doing a little stutter step in front of the PK. Like, it's just you know, it's just it's just hard. So, I I feel goalkeepers in that situation, and especially now that we have all these camera angles and things like that. But what a clutch performance! From Pass, who rightly got some praise from the um, from Tom Bogert on the uh, 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 Major League Soccer website, uh, kind of for as being one of the top keepers in the league. Uh, that's what you want from a keeper, right? A guy
2: who can keep you in the game, right? Yeah. Yes. I didn't like the you know the sliding into the attacker, <laughs> so let's let's uh, give him praise yep. for the saves, but uh, but that happens more I think of a of, I, I put that more wasn't that on the back line where it went through Tafari and then Martinez was kind of mm-hmm. late on the play and then pauses panicking. Yeah. So I, I said earlier in the year that the two the two center backs are going to be our liability, and I think we saw that there, unfortunately. And, uh, they got to do better in the back, you know, and pause saved the day that night. So, yeah.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff all around. I
3: mean, I just, I, I, personally, I think pause is one of the best goalkeepers we've had in, in franchise history. And I know that's saying something with us having, you know, Kevin Hartman, but I mean, pause is really mm. up there with top of the top of the league. Um, and I think it's about time he started getting a little bit of respect in that sense, too.
1: Absolutely. Well, by the way, for those watching well, us online, uh, please send in your comments, your questions, your reactions from the game, because they will shape the show. And we got some more clips lined up uh, just to well, break down, and get the reactions with coaches, players, and things. So uh, go ahead, Tommy.
2: Uh, yeah, I wanted to touch on what Pa said. You know, down the road, no one's going to remember how it was now on the surface you know i i had something to do so i watched it at like one o'clock in the morning and i tell you the first half was a snoozer i was like what are we doing here yeah and you know but the more i thought about it tonight you know um and we've seen that throughout the year uh you know with uh nico is that this club seems to wait to the moment to score the goals and make the change right you know and you saw him make the subs and giovanni jesus jesus i think that's his name mm-hmm. had that nice pass in that created the goal and it it was a change so you know it's a 90-minute game um as much as i wasn't happy with the first half i thought that you know give the other team credit a lot of teams are playing fc Dallas a certain way that it makes it difficult they don't really attack us they kind of defend against us so basically you know and um i i gotta be honest with you. i mean the first half i think that we're missing something i, I think the you know, as good as the Velasco shot was, and I think that the wingers in the in the final third have to be better. I just didn't see that in the first half. But give credit to the team in the second half, and they made the change. They they got the goal. Hazu just finished like we know he could. He uh, could. You know, it's still this team is still young. It's still growing. I don't want to trash them yet. But it uh, you know, uh, Nico, give the coach give the coach credit. The subs worked. Got the victory, you know? Yeah,
1: so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, 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 like, uh, so, you know, I didn't pull that clip up, but I did ask Nico about the subs after, in the post game and, um, just kind of a reward it is because I felt like in the first couple of games, the subs weren't awful. They certainly didn't cost anything. You know, we got the first game, of course, they didn't do enough, but the second game, third game was fine. Kind of held out the result, but, um, and this one, they really made an impact, which is important, I think, important for the long, for the for the points over the course of this season. Um, and so, yeah, so he certainly applauded them for that effort, but, um, I, I, you know, he, one of the things he, he kind of made a comment about was that, like, you never know. You, you can make a sub, or you can plan to make subs at this certain time of the game, and then... Like they score a goal or you score a goal and it kind of throws your whole plans into, you know, into chaos and you got to rethink things. And so it was, it was good to hear him kind of just admit to that, hey, there's a lot as a coach that's out of your control. You always want to bring guys yeah. in to influence the game. but like, So even on the second goal, one of the interesting points he made was that while Jesus Jimenez, the new signing, the new trade from mm-hmm. Toronto, made his first appearance and an FC Dallas kid, congratulations. Um, yep. Didn't yep. exactly register anything on the stat sheet. His presence opened up the space for Jesus to run into the box unmarked on that second goal, the go-ahead goal.
0: Yes. So little things like that. And, um,
1: yeah.
2: Yep. I agree. I agree that the best is yet to come. Uh, it's another wrinkle, right, that the teams have to prepare for. Another striker. Jesus being a real nine, a uh, false nine instead of, you know, he's not the your true true nine. But the one thing I I want to mention, uh, Nathan, is that uh, uh, when we were down one zero, I thought probably the play of the game was the the little tap from Se- Sebastian Legette back to uh, Velasco for the goal. Right? Uh, Kansas City was playing defense when he when when Velasco scored that goal. They had like five in the box and. Uh, Legette could have taken a shot, right? But he instead of taking a shot, right. nice little soft pass to Velasco, non-selfish. And Velasco didn't have to kill it. He just had to curve it in. And, uh, you, you know, we didn't see that in the past. A lot of a lot of players that we had to the past would have killed it over the goal. And I think that was the play of the game because, you know, when you're down 1-0, the other team just sits back. And that changed the game. It made it anyone's right. game at that point. And then well, the, the subs came in, and
0: FC Dallas, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's let's listen to Nico on that goal. I asked him about sort of that that combination, and this is what he said.
0: I think uh, it's our second year together, and uh, Legede came at mid-season. Is um, he's, he's starting this season uh, with us? And uh, Alan also came from a different country, different culture, new teammates, uh, and uh, you can see that there is more understanding. Last year, uh, I'm gonna tell you something. It's we were analyzing the interactions between players like before Legit came, like uh, Alan and 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 uh, Jesus, Paul and Jesus, and you could see like the Paul and Jesus and Jesus Paul actions were very high, the interactions and the passes between, them. and then with Alan was were were less. This year, it has increased amazing. Like the balance is. There is even some moments where Alan is ahead on these actions with Jesus and Jesus with with Alan or Alan with Paul. Then this means that they know better each other. Uh, They're training every single day. And that action with uh, Leger is interesting because in the last game against Vancouver, there is not the same but a similar action where he gets the ball and dribbles a little bit inside. Paul's underlap him central. And we were watching, uh, I was watching with him yesterday and uh, I said, and in, in this one, piéce a la just uh, take a touch and uh, let um, let uh, uh, Paul shoot. And he said, No, no, you're right, you're right. And then I think today he saw very clear that he just has, has to let this ball to Alan because Alan has a very good shot from there. Then now it's about how we can keep evolving and developing that relationship between everyone, because at the end of the day, this is a players' game. And uh, we as a coaches have to learn the best qualities of our players and put uh, there and set up them to succeed. And uh, us as a coaches, I keep learning about our players and their relationships. And I think uh, it's a long season that we have in front of us and it's important every week to, to get better. Nico, I,
1: I love what? this coach. Just his, his right enthusiasm. on cue, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his enthusiasm and like just his, yeah, it's just good stuff. Good stuff. Just feeling like uh, the conversations that are happening behind the scenes. Yes. And Nico, yeah, the Nico's passions really come through. In fact, one of his responses, I didn't, I don't think I posted, but I just said, like, Nico, I love to listen to you talk with passion about this team because he really has a lot of passion about these group of I had
2: not seen that clip yeah I haven't seen that clip and it's just exactly what I said is the, the unselfish play and you know and you just kind of like had the, the clip lined up and it's perfect to hear that conversation behind and that's so cool yeah. yeah yeah love it yeah
1: yeah well let's let's keep this rolling um, let's let's hear Nico's other clip and and get some reactions to it. Um, just kind of how the team responded. Like so I think the question was like and it wasn't from me, it was from another reporter, but what did you say to the guys? Like how do you respond after our first half? And we, we already talked about it, that was kind of flat. It just didn't quite click. It reminded us of that first game of the season where just not the effort there was a lot of effort on the field but just nothing quite came together. Here's what Nico said.
0: Well I think uh I think uh, w- one of the things that we are still learning is uh we have to believe in ourselves. And the only thing that I told in the halftime is, we need to believe that we're good. That we go out there and we win this game. And then the first step to do well is to believe in yourself. And I think uh, they they took that message first and they wanted to step it. Then the second thing is about control your frustration, control. what what you can control. And what you can control is the action that you have in front of you. You can control what is going to happen if you miss that pass or that chance or that tackle, but you can control what you can do in that moment. Because at the end of the first half, what we were seeing is like a lot of frustration from the guys, thinking more in the consequence of of the result than taking care of uh, each action of the game is going to give you. And this, the last thing that I told them is, the first thing is we think about to tie the game. When we tie, then we think about to win it. But before to think about we have to win this game, you have to tie it. If not, you cannot win this game. Then just stay in the present. Don't think about the, what is gonna happen after. And uh, this is our challenge this year. Because we did well last year, and then we're thinking on the final goal instead of the behaviors that we have to do every single day. And this is our challenge every, every week. And this is how we can help the, the players about control what we can control. We cannot control this is a PK or not PK, or the ball gets deflected and, and they score. It sometimes it's difficult, but what we can control is how we respond. And I think we did a good job and great to the, to the players.
1: Like... I felt like uh, I felt like Nico was chanting a little tad las- less lasso there, kind of like this sort of believe in yourself, control <laughs> what you can control, because this is what we know about soccer that like goals get deflected and go in, and right now we have seen those kinds of goals hit FC Dallas especially hard in the first part of the season, of like uh, the, the opening, the the winning goal in the first game of the season. was us just. Uh, you know, just to rebound went the wrong way, right? And it just gets slotted home. Things like that. So um, so, so, Nico's belief in this team, challenge in this team, just to kind of stay present and, and do what they can each moment to kind of move forward. You can't control everything. Control what you can control. I, I just love his wisdom there. But as we talk about the flow of the game, you had a disappointing first half. You had this goal that went in that was unsavable from from, uh, uh, Saloui. Um, And then, you know, you come back. What can you control in the second half? Well, we get that tying goal from Velasco. Then all of a sudden, the team takes some charge, right? And and Jesus is able to slot away a second goal after all that drama. Um, So, like, frankly, uh, yeah, you know, uh, our friend there... Ramdith also says Ted Lasso vies for sure. That clip. Good stuff.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Kouv,
2: yeah, I. I, I oh, yeah. go ahead, Tommy. Okay.
1: Go ahead, Tommy. You're good. You're good. I was just say
2: I, I I love I love the the way uh, Nico speaks. He he, you know, he's very calm and he says the right thing. You know, you can't win unless you tie first, and I I love that. And you know, the team is uh, is an extension of Nico on the field. You can see that, right? It's it's not the same team that we had under other coaches, um, especially in the final third. I know that we're not gelling in the final third, but it's a team effort in the final third. You don't see people taking shots from way out, you know, just every time. There's a concerted team effort, even though it's not purring yet. It's getting there, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Kuv, what what's been what's been the sense among the supporter groups and things like as, as y'all just have felt the energy because. I am sure you felt the restlessness of like a like a first half that just doesn't go the way of the team, right? Kuve, we we got you. Hello. Oh wait, we may have lost Kuve there, buddy. He he got slow all of a sudden. We may have lost him, but we'll see. Oh, okay. I'm good, alright, okay. so, um,
3: Um yeah, yeah, my my internet bugged out for a minute, so, um, the the supporter group, man, it's just, the we're picking up the energy that the team's given us, right, um, because the goal of the supporter group is to not only, like, support the team that's playing, you know, and, you know, we're fans first, and, you know, it's not only to provide energy for them, but it's also to provide energy for the fans around us, right, um, Luis has been doing insane work with El Matador. Uh, him, uh, Ben, Luke, uh, and a bunch of other people in uh, El Matador have been have been busting their butts this off season um, with band practices, uh, bringing in new chants. Um, we have uh, uh, Lamurga uh, 117, uh, which is our, which is the band that we have with us now, um, and the atmosphere has definitely changed some a year ago. So, like, a year ago, we had, you know, we had Nico. We had no idea what the play style was going to be. We had no idea what, how the team was going to play. Right. We had no – I don't want to say we didn't have a sense of identity, but we really had no sense of where our identity was going to change, right? Because right after lose, uh, firing Lucci and then moving on to um, uh, to the interim head coach and then to Nico, those first couple of games were kind of stagnant and in the stands you could definitely tell like we're ready to play we're ready to fight we're ready to give it our all on the stands and uh and I mean I think it all kind of plays uh, together and uh seeing the supporter group just play really well together and like bring the energy it's reciprocated not only by the team on the field but the but by the fans as well around us.
1: Cool, cool. It's fun to see. I think it's been fun to see on the broadcast as well uh, as we watch The energy um, from from the squad. All right. So look, let's 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 hear some. So you know, Sporting Kansas City came to this match having not scored a goal. It was unfortunate that they scored their first goal of the season against FC Dallas. It was a deflected shot. It was a good goal, I mean, you, you sort of. it's one you look back and you're like, ugh, oh, I love our just guys lucky. To score. Yeah, you, and you'd love our guys to score one of those every once in a while. Um, just sort of this deflected thing, um, um, but it, w- it was interesting because Sporting Kansas City fans are not happy, and there's some folks who are already calling for um, Vermees to be on his way out. So. There's this background. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Um, but here's what Verme said after the game: this is, "This is enjoy this. Enjoy it.
4: It's a problem when you don't create chances. Um, we knew that it was going to eventually fall at some point. Um, I wasn't worried about that at all. Um, more, more, more focused on making sure that we don't provide easy opportunities for other teams, which we did on the second goal." So uh probably more of the focus there than anything else I think their, I think their their first goal was a good goal um, It was good build up by them they 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 kind of uh, turned the ball over in the middle of the midfield uh, really they had a, they had a foul, which i don't know whether it was or wasn't it doesn't really matter, but we, we had a chance to defend the ball uh, they moved the ball pretty well um, on the left hand side and 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 it was a good finish, so I mean that's going to happen. Uh, the second goal, can't really speak about it. Um, we have two opportunities to score on penalties. We don't, I mean, that's, uh, you know, unfortunately that's not where you're, you're supposed to score those uh, at least 80% in your favor. And especially if you get two. So goalkeeper made two great saves, but we got to score. Uh, that's what I'd say. I said, no, yeah. Say I mean, uh, I always
3: got. All
1: right. We'll jump back to Jesus in a minute, but yeah. that as well. Can't give up easy goals. All right, coach. All right, coach. Well, uh-huh. we gave
2: him an easy goal.
1: Yeah, right. And, uh, well, <laughs> you know. You know, he yeah. gave some credit for the first goal. But, you know, the second goal, uh, you know. And we got to score on our penalties. I, I get it. I, I, I know he's feeling the pressure, as, as all any coach would be in that situation. But, gosh, I love beating Sporting Kansas City.
3: I mean, to be fair to him, he's without all three of his DPs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's without his star striker and right winger, and I think Yadi of is like a, like a cam almost, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, without like your your heart of midfield and two of your three main attackers, it it of some slack a little bit if you're an SKC fan. It'd be like us without Paul Jesus and Paxton for four or five games, however many game four games it's been. So I mean. Yeah. I can understand he's under pressure, but I think Fancy to have self-awareness of, like, hey, you're without your three highest-paid players on the team, your quote-unquote three best players on the team, but for me, he's got to put some respect on, on Jesus' name, and both Jesus', Giovanni and Jesus Ferreira, because, like we said earlier on the show, that was just a beautiful pass from Giovanni, and, uh, you know, Jesus didn't get on the first finish, but second time... Second chance, buried it.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. And no, I, I think you're right. And like, um, I, I guess some some sporting Kansas City fans, from what I saw, were actually complaining to Vermes about like about his practice style. Like, why are these guys so injured? But it, it's harsh. It's just harsh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Vermes is a is a taskmaster in training, but. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's just bad luck, you know, like it's just bad, you know, injuries are injuries. They just, yeah. like you can't plan for them, you know, it's just, ha- they happen. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, here's, here's some, let's go, jump over to Jesus and his uh, sort of, his, some of his goals for the season and sort of how he responded to his goals.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I always got goals for myself. Last year, uh, that was one of my goals to to be able to to pass it and be number one. That didn't happen to me, um, and so this year I'm focused on on helping the team and, and win things. That's my my ultimate goal. My number one goal is to 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 win a trophy uh, with Dallas and, and bring it home. Uh, and obviously, I have my individual. Uh, records that I want to I be and I want to be better every season like I've always said. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to be in the position that I am right now and the, the team uh, believes in me to be the, the score that the team needs.
1: To be what the team needs. And I, I think that's like, like was this the best game for Jesus? I mean, has this been this hottest start in the, for, that we wish for Jesus, like scoring hat-tricks every game? No, of course not. But then he scores. Uh-oh. Well, guys, I think our internet just... My internet just quit. It quit. It just said my internet stopped, and I'm recording. So... This is weird. This has never happened. Coop, can you hear me? All right. Well, this is strange. Hey, Tommy. Um... A job, uh,
2: but I had to rejoin.
1: Well and no, my my uh my uh my app came up and said hey your you know your stream stopped. So um said continue recording. So if we lost Koof there, let's see if he comes back. That is so strange. This never happened before, but hey, I'm in a new place recording. Uh so we'll see what happens. Uh you know, we oh here comes Koof. So this is strange. All right. Well, hey. Hey. Hey, buddy. So it, it came up and said that my internet connection dropped. And so it stopped streaming. So uh-huh. it may still be streaming. or We may have picked back up. Um,
2: right. I'm checking. Anyway, I'll check.
1: Well, so just to <laughs> close it out, you know, I, my appreciation for Jesus and his danger is that he can have what looks like a quiet game, then all of a sudden he scores... And it's hard to argue with him. You know, it's hard to say, like, Jesus, I wish you had a better game. He scored. He ended up figuring it out. Uh, He relies so much on the service and support he gets from his teammates, so it's just tough. You know, it's tough to... Yeah. Did did he have the greatest first half? No, no, certainly not. Was he influential enough? Probably not. But yet, he ends up getting the go-ahead goal. You know... What are you going to
2: complain about at this point? You know, it, it, it's an interesting thing. Well, let me, the second go. when he gets the ball and he gets a service and he gets a little space, he is dangerous. He's not getting a lot of that in the first half. And it's a lot of, it's a team effort. I'm not saying the team is at fault. It's the other team is, is playing a certain way to prevent it. And I think that perhaps we just need another someone to step up and be a little bit more dangerous than what they are. Um, you know we all know Velasco's got a great shot but he's not necessarily beating people one on one and scaring people one on one same thing for Ariola i mean they're they're both good assist people but not one on you know you kind of get what i'm saying how many one on one people do we have that can you know no one's really causing a double team right
1: true right
2: yeah, yeah. so i think if you had another person that hey we gotta double-team this person I think it would give Jesus some more space I don't think maybe this this guy that we just got from Canada maybe he's the one we'll see
3: I mean I think personally like I think it'll be nice having Jesus Jimenez in the team because Jesus likes to drop super deep and sometimes on these attacks where we get promising attacks of Paul and you know Velasco being in the box we really don't have anyone to draw people away from because he's used to kind of supposed to be that guy as the as the number nine in our system, but when he's dropping back playing center mid or sometimes, funny enough, like CDM, like, way, way deep, you don't see, you know, like, uh... You don't see Paxton or Sebastian really go to fill in that space, and it kind of just sits there empty. And, I mean, I think... I'm, I've been an avid believer of this in, uh in the chat um at this point maybe run a 442 or even run the 433 slide packs into the DM role and no true DM and just vibes in the midfield at this point i mean uh, I, that's something i would like to see uh, maybe mm-hmm. against you know not like a LAFC this weekend but maybe against like a Colorado or you know as an experiment that you can kind of afford to experiment but i mean I, I do agree that and i hope that Hazy Jimenez is that kind of guy cuz he plays more target man, can run in behind if you need him to. He's obviously taller, can win headers. Um, so, I mean, I I really think he'll be able to have Jesus drop and let Jesus play in his natural position more than just a number nine up top. Because while Jesus can score, look what he did with Ricardo Pepe in front of him. He scored, and he assisted. Last year, he <laughs> scored, but the assist kind of took a little bit of a drop. So, I mean, I think it'd be really cool to see him as, like, a true like center forward or even as a as a 8 slash 10 in our system too
1: agree well good stuff well all right i'm gonna need to to, need to wrap this up i think i think our live stream ended but then this it it looks like it yeah yeah we'll we'll go up i will upload it uh, we're going to have our dinner here as a family shortly. But, and he, the good, interesting thing is that I'll I likely uh, be at the LAFC game uh, this coming Saturday to to follow FC hey. Dallas, get to ask some questions in person. So that's really exciting, um, um, and it'll bring some video and some some insights. I'll try to try to get some like insider kind of, you know, like like. What what it's like to be in the LAFC stadium and kind of get a feel for that to compare it maybe to the Frisco experience, you know?
2: Why not? Yeah, I, I'm not feeling a win out there for FC Dallas, so ah, ah, I don't know. I'm yeah.
3: feeling and a hard earned point and uh, rocking the the three four three. That's what I feel like. Is it going to yeah. happen this and, weekend? And why not?
1: Why not? You know, Sebastian ibiaga revenge game, right? Yeah, you know, they, they didn't sign oh, him. Oh so yeah, he's, that's right
2: yeah you know we, there's always a scenario that we show up and we surprise them we've seen it last year we've seen some bad games on the road but we saw some really good games on the road and let's hope it's the one yeah. that's a good game on the road yeah we'll see
1: well tommy Kuv, thanks for joining us tonight thanks for the conversation um of course we'll be yep. posting this wherever you find podcasts and uh and appreciate Ramdeth. death your comments on the in the chat Um, Let's enjoy the rest of our evening, everybody.
2: Good night. Go out to Dallas. Good night. Good night.